The following is an Elite Exteriors podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I appreciate you for joining us. Uh, I am Jordan, your host of Sling and Roost 101. Today, I'm going to be joined by Carlton Kohler, one of our owners. Uh, you've heard him on here before. And uh, one of our newer additions, uh, Devin Davis, is going to be with us today. And, and I mean, Devin, I, I thought it was a great time to have you on the show, you know, considering the fact that we're going to be talking today about sales pitches. And, I mean, right now, you know, your, your lead generation is probably 100% door knocking at this point. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you had told me before that, you know, your brother was working with us and he kind of reached out to all your friends and family, you know, so, so you, you're, you're really kind of building everything from the ground up on your own. Uh, tell me, before we really jump into everything, tell me how that's kind of going for you with the, the whole door knocking experience and, and kind of figuring out your, your pitch, you know, your sales pitch. Yeah, honestly, it's, um, it's been great. So, of course... <clears throat> Coming into this, I wanted to reach out to people that I knew, people that I was comfortable with, but it made me step out of my comfort zone and go and knock on these doors. And the response that I've gotten is huge. So, and it's, I think every day that I go and door knock, my first knock is always a little bit nerve wracking. And then I fall into this groove where I'm comfortable talking to a complete stranger. I, I have that same experience. It really, t- honestly, it sometimes takes me like two, maybe even three knocks, mm-hmm. depending on the situation. I mean, if the first one goes well, then I'm right in the zone right away. Right. You know, but if it doesn't go well or it's a, a door slammed in my face, it's like, oh, okay, let's start over, you know, yeah. page one. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it, you know, talk about positive experience and everything. What do you think has been working for you? I think just going into the door knocking, wanting to have a conversation and not necessarily trying to sell something. I think just starting a conversation and seeing where that conversation goes has really worked okay. for me. And, and everybody's going to have their different methods. You know, there's some like real hardcore salesmen out there. There's other people that kind of, mm-hmm. and, and I'm one of them. I, I kind of tend to, to just have a friendly conversation about things. You know, maybe I do a little bit of the salesman to you know in my opening to get things started and then it's more so like you know let's let's be buddies let's you know get this roof done and everything so uh kind of jumping into it um with sales pitches you know some key points that i think that uh you know you need to um, be aware of is first and foremost you need to be confident if you sound nervous or sound like you're you know just amateurish you know you're not going to get it as the kind of engagement you want from that homeowner uh, being honest, you know, you don't want to, um, you know, if you're unsure of a question, uh, I, I never try to BS an answer. There, there is a point, you know, you do have to fake it till you make it a little bit. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Carlton, especially in the beginning, you know, and then, but when it comes to actually specific answers, you know, I will tell them, you know what, I don't know the answer to that one. Let me find out for you, though. You know, I think that, I think you kind of gain a little bit more respect at that point uh, rather than just, you know, bullshitting around. Uh, don't talk too fast. Uh, it, it can sound rehearsed in some ways. Uh, can almost sound like a used car salesman. Uh, but but the homeowner might not also hear everything you're saying. And when you start having to repeat yourself over and over again, you know you get to that repetitive stage. It it kind of you can lose interest. You mm-hmm. know. Um, <clears throat> but before you even get up there to talk, you know your door approach matters. Um, 
Carlton, uh, what do you feel? How do you feel about walking on grass? I walk on grass. <laughs> <laughs> Carlton says I'm getting on your roof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if it, yeah, I'll walk on the grass. I'll pull in the driveways. You know? Yeah. I mean. Uh, that's something I, I see myself not doing either. I, yeah. I don't typically pull in the driveway. Well, n I think mostly because I'm I'm going through a neighborhood at that point. You know, I'm this isn't my last stop. You know, what I mean, I'm gonna keep going pressing forward. So I actually tend to park and I'll go a little bit further down sometimes, and then I'll walk back to where I want to start so that I end up where my truck is. Mm -hmm. Especially if you know if I'm getting shut out. You know, I'm going over five, and then I got to walk all the way back to my truck like a walk of shame. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, I personally, I don't walk on the grass because I feel like if that person's looking outside and they see me walk through the grass. I've lost it already. Or if they have a ring doorbell, you know. Yeah, and they yeah, see, and they see the you, they can see you approach. I think they can set those parameters up to, for a good distance too. Mm -hmm. Like they can see people walking across the sidewalk if they really want to get notified. That I'm sure most of them don't, but I I do it on a case by case basis. Really, I mean, I'll I'll park I'll park in the street. But yeah. if it's a long driveway, if it's up a if it's up a hill. I'll drive up there and then I'll walk on the sidewalk. Yeah, but. I'm the guy looking like he's going through a maze. Okay, let me go around this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, well, you you know the ring doorbell. You brought that up. Um, you know, after I ring the doorbell, any doorbell, I always step back. You know, 10, 15 feet, some just off the porch. Basically, is is kind of how far I go, and that's it. Really, is nothing to do with COVID, uh, but I know there are people out there that are still, you know worried about that so you know i do it for them but i really do it to not look intimidating on the front porch you know i am a, a a male and if a housewife or or a nanny or something like that's coming to the door i don't want them to be scared to open it obviously i want them to to feel like okay he's got a distance away uh, so he can talk to me yeah i was gonna say the same thing man like i prefer to have a porch where there are steps so i can take a step back and step down the stairs a couple of steps so i'm I don't seem intimidating because I'm a big guy, mm -hmm. you know, and I want them to feel like they are in control of whatever's yeah. about to happen. Yeah, I mean, once we, you know, guys like, I mean, Carlton, he's, he's a big, this is probably the three biggest guys <laughs> at the company in this room <laughs> right now. Um, you know, pe people, especially, I, I say older women probably are more susceptible to it. You know, they're, they're going to be feel threatened in a sense. And, and, but once we get to talking most times, I mean, they, they realize, oh, this is a nice guy, you know, nice young man. He's, you know, well-spoken, things like that. Um, so once you get them talking and engaged, you know, you, you kind of got them right there. Now, um, next question, Carlton, sunglasses on or off? I always take my sunglasses off. I've noticed that. Always. Yeah. Because, you know, that's, the what, what, what's the saying, the, the gateway to the souls through the eyes kind of deal? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Golly. You, you, you want... <laughs> Eye contact's a big right, deal. Right, no, I hear what you're saying. Just the, yeah. the gateway to the souls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's huge. Eye, eye contact's a big deal. You know, and if somebody's on there wearing their sunglasses, you can't really. It makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, so it's when, a, when I was first learning and everything, and I went out with you, you know, I was really paying attention to the stuff that you were doing, and that's one thing I did notice. So uh, from now, from that point forward, that's what I started doing. Now, I will keep them on until they get to the door. Because I want them to see me take my sunglasses off to know that I respect them enough to do that. 
Because I feel like it gives me an edge, even if it's fucking doesn't. I do the same thing, man. It's just okay. like walking on the grass. You yeah, know? If, yeah. I mean, any little thing that's going to give me that upper hand, I'm going to. Well, apparently Carlton's got a line, and <laughs> it's at the sunglasses. <laughs> grass don't care, right? <laughs> um, sorry. So they've answered the door. Uh, you've you've taken your sunglasses down. Um, I think that every single sales pitch or conversation really is different. Because I'm waiting to see what they say and what I need to come back with. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, in a sense, you know, manipulating or dictating a conversation in the direction it's going, it's going to depend on what you read off of them and then what you can, um, you know, what your response is going to be. You know, you have to kind of generally find out what are they wanting out of this relationship and you know how do i get them to want what i want them to want mm-hmm. you know so i think it's important to always have an opening every sales encounter is different you know but the initial opening uh for me is generally the same uh there are certain things that i do depending on the area i'm in or if i already have work going on uh but from that point forward uh it, it really does change but having that having that opening is kind of like um a great starting point and and a good one's going to put you in a good position. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Devin, do you, do you, have you kind of nailed down like an opening that you use often? Yeah. Um, Hit me with it, bro. You know, for me, it's just like, answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> usually, what I'll do is I'll say, "Hey, how are you doing today?" Mm-hmm. And just to try to get an answer back. And you know, I got this from you. Hopefully, they say, "How are you doing today?" And I'll say, "Well." I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Yeah, it's paying attention. I like it. And usually I try to um, I try to start the conversation with something that's not about what I'm actually there for. I try to um, you know, compliment their their bushes or their landscape or a truck or something that I know about so we can have that conversation yeah. segue into what I'm really there for. Okay, okay. But going back to what you were talking about in the beginning is cadence and how fast you're talking. Mm-hmm. Give them that chance to interject and have a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, if, if you're doing all the talking, I feel like they're just either A, they are really listening, but they're, you know, they're losing interest because they're not putting into the conversation. You know, mm-hmm. a conversation is supposed to be two ways, not mm-hmm. just one way. Or B, they're, they're really not paying attention to anything you're saying and just waiting for a chance to close the door. Yep. They're just waiting for that opportunity. Yeah, but I, I'm glad you brought up the whole, you know, hey, how you doing thing, because I do do that. You know, I, I ask, you know, how they're doing. Not only it's polite, you know, but not only that. I mean, it it, it just shows them that I'm respectful, and in mm-hmm. you know the way I look, some people will be judging. You know, what I mean, covered yep. in tattoos and stuff like that. But when the response, though, if they, if they ask me, now it's like a fifty fifty. A lot of times they don't ask. They're just like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, we're going to get right into it right now. Um, but uh, if they do say, I'm, I'm doing well or I'm good, you know, how about you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Because, mm-hmm. again, I feel like it's polite and respectful, and I'm gaining their trust as we're, as we're going along in our sales pitch before I really dive in. Uh, Carlton, give me yours, bro. You know, sorry for bothering you. My name's Carlton, owner, better known operator, roofing company. Uh, doing some work around the area. Just curious as to why you haven't had your roof replaced. Yeah. And I love that one. Like, and I've used that countless times yeah. now because it, that's the way to get them to engage. Open-ended questions are the way to go. Yes. Out the gate. Absolutely. Out the gate. Like, we'll build rapport during the course of the conversation. Right. But I'm going to start, you're going to start talking to me. Yeah. Right. And then they're, 
you know, obligated, you know, they'll answer. Like, I I don't think I've ever had anybody say, I'm not interested, thanks. Like, they're like, oh, well, you know, I haven't really thought about it. Or, you know, they'll ask me a question. And then that's when I'll start to push push it a little bit. You know, just start to be like, okay, well, did you know that, you know, insurance will pay to replace this? You know, or, you know, I I saw the shingle missing from the street. Or we had a hailstorm come through here. Mm -hmm. You know, have you had anybody give you a free assessment? You know, if if no, like why not? You know, right, exactly. Why not? Or what? Right. What's holding you back? If you don't mind me asking, right, like, right. Try to find out what the obstacle is it, to yeah. get them around it or it, over it. Find the pain point. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's. We're just trying to help them solve a problem. Is that a marine term? Uh, pain point? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He said maybe. That's a sales point. That's classified. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so. Uh, getting you know into the pitch and stuff like that um, you know if you're one to have a actual sales pitch you know depending on the situation maybe you're in a neighborhood you're already doing work in or you've already knocked out a couple inspections a big thing for me is name dropping you know mr. Johnson's and mr. Smith's whatever whoever it may be you know we've already done this for them you know we're heading in the positive direction they have damage on their roof you're two doors down I don't see why you wouldn't have damage has anybody taken a look for you Mm-hmm. You know, and you get them talking, get them thinking like, oh, well, I mean, if they have it, then maybe I do have it, you know. Um, ask questions like Carlton said, you know, get get the homeowner involved in the conversation. You know, has anyone taken a look for you? Uh, were, were you uh, here when the storm hit? You know, how bad was it? You know, obviously, I don't live in your neighborhood. I wasn't here. I just have an app that tells me an inch and a half hit. You know, you tell me, do you have any video of it? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes homeowners actually take video of these things. Hey, send me that video. I'd love to use that. Uh, we can, you know, we can use that with the insurance company, blah blah blah, whatever the case may be. Um, now, overcoming the ones that hide behind the door, you know, you get, uh, you get a homeowner, and I've seen all people, all types of people do this, you know, old, young, male, female, um, the ones that are just not interested and they're hesitant in the first place, you know, they they got their hand on the doorknob. And they're just cracking it open like they got a chain on the door and everything. You know, most times they really don't. But you know how how do we overcome that? Because you want like we you know we've been talking about you want homeowners to be involved. You want them to engage with you. That that's going to help you get that sale or get that inspection or at least get the ball rolling. Um, <clears throat> so how are we going to get them to let go of that door handle and step outside? Uh, one of the things that I do. As I'm pro- as I'm approaching a house, I'm always looking for damages I can see from the ground, you know, gutters, downspouts, things like that, a spatter on roofs. Obviously, it's hard to see uh, hail damage from the ground, if, I mean, depending on the size, of course. But uh, wind damage, you can obviously see that. Um, you can see missing shingles, things like that. So, you know, I, if I can't get that person to step outside just by talking to them, you know, I start pointing things out. Have you seen this before? You know, did you notice this spatter on your north slope over here? You know, that's always a, an indicator that hails hit a home. You know, if I'm seeing this size spatter and it's just dot after dot, you know, there's, it's likely you got damage up there. You know, is anybody taking a look for you for free? You know? Yeah, and that's that's great because usually I just focus on having the conversation and them kind of joining in. 
but having something for them to come out and look at is is going to be huge. I'm going to use that. It has, <laughs> it has worked for me. It, it really has. Um, now sometimes they're just like, nope, I'm, you know, nope. It's just no after no. But most most times, if you point something out that they have not seen, or maybe you know they have seen it, but they they, they just don't know what you're pointing out. If you get them to step out, you actually further that conversation. You extend it, and you extend your chances of making that sale. Um, let's see here. So, I actually want to play a couple of of my uh, my pitches, and we'll. Uh, I did some door knocking up uh, up in Nash Vegas recently. Let me pull these out for you. So this first guy, this is an example of somebody that is just adamantly against someone looking at his home and whatnot he's just not interested whatsoever but you know you will hear me try to overcome that you'll try to get me to uh or you'll hear me trying to to get him to change his mind and everything but this guy just wasn't having it uh but i wanted to play this as a good example of, of one of those people and and we can kind of talk about it afterward here we go Hi, good afternoon, sir. How are you today? Good. Uh, my name is Jordan. This is Natasha. We work for a veteran-owned roofing company. I'm, I'm sure you've had a lot of people yeah, knocking on your door. Yeah, we have, and we don't need much. Are you sure about yeah. that? Has anybody provided you a photo report? Uh, no, but we're we're fine. Oh, I understand. If you don't mind me asking, I'm just curious what's holding you back. Everybody else seems to be getting one. Yeah, well, I don't think we need one. Oh, I got you. Have you actually like gone up there and taken a look for yourself or anything like that? No, but that's fine. We're done. Really? It's get free money. and no obligation. You get a full photo report, professional assessment. There's absolutely no obligation. It's free. Nah, we're not going to do it. Okay, sir. Well, if you ever change your mind, you mind if I give you a card? Sure. That's All fine. right. Absolutely. Once again, I'm sorry to bother you. Oh, no, that's fine. There you go, Bob. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> so you hear that this guy's just uh, totally against it. I, I, maybe he's got a stigma about roofers. Who, who knows? Uh, but he, he was not having it. I think the, the one thing that I would have, you know, when you walk away from situations like that, you always think, like, what could I have done differently, right? The only thing I didn't do with him is I should have tried to get him outside because he is one of those hanging onto the doorknob guys with it just half open, not, you know, couldn't even see his whole body. If I could have pointed out some damage that maybe he hadn't realized, maybe I could have turned that one. But I mean, he was really against everything I was talking about. So, you know, I, I don't know if it would have worked out or not. <laughs> but uh, any, any thoughts from you two guys on that one? Some people just don't want to talk to other people. <laughs> That's, Some yeah. people have That's true. social things. Like my wife has taught my daughter to go and hide when somebody knocks on the door. <laughs> Shit, in today's world, man, it's not a fucking so bad just, idea, though. I'm just saying, some people are like that. So That's funny, you man. Know, they, they want you off the doorstep before they even really care to know what you're talking about. Oh, I was about. already off the doorstep, Devin. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. Carlton, what do you what do you think about Yeah, that guy's mind was made up before you even opened the door. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and you're going to run into those. Yeah, yeah. The, the, only, the only thing that could have been done differently is if you, he knew somebody that you knew, right? So if that's the only way you would have gotten that. Like, right. Hey, you know, Jordan Grant told me to come see you. Right. He'd be like, oh, you talked to him? Like, yeah, he told me to come talk. Then that guy's guard would be down. But, yeah, that, his his mind was made up. That guy don't want anybody knocking on his yeah, door. Yeah, this guy had a, had a fortress around, around himself. Yeah. All right, let's go on to this next one here. Hi, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Uh, my name's Jordan. This is Natasha. We do work for a veteran-owned roofing company. Just curious if you've had anybody taking a look at your roof. We have. We've kind of already dealt with that. And, um, I gotcha. Yeah, we're good. What's, 
was the outcome in your favor? Yeah. Oh, okay, perfect, yep. man. Well, uh, if have you already gotten in a contract and everything with your contractor? Yeah, we've got it all. It all right, man. Hey, no, no worries. I appreciate you coming to the door. You have a great day. See ya. All right, so on that on that one, you know, you heard him kind of say, we've gone through that process already and, and we're good. Like, I, want, I asked him, you know, was the outcome in your favor? Because maybe he got denied, you know, something like that. And then I could have pitched to him, well, this is why our company is so good because we get we get stuff approved. You know, we can we can order a reinspect. We can you know, who came out on it was it a third party? We talked about that in just in the adjustment meeting podcast a little bit about um, you know these third party guys and the staff adjusters kind of pawn it off on them in their report and say oh there was no damage. I didn't see any photograph damage. You know, well they took shitty photographs. You know, obviously you didn't. So uh, I was trying to get him to, uh, you know, if he would have said something like that, then, you know, we could have gone in a different direction. But, you know, he was clearly already in a contract as well. Even try that angle. You know, mm -hmm. are you happy with your contractor? And are they giving you everything that you want and stuff like that? But, you know, he seemed to be good to go. So, uh, you know, not, not too much to touch on that one. But so here, here's another one where um, th this gentleman had roofers or, and contractors come uh, knock on his door already and um, none of them had inspected yet and you'll you'll find out why in just a second well hi sir how are you today hi, good are you? i'm doing fantastic i appreciate you asking uh, my name is jordan this is natasha i'm hi. sure you've had some people knock on your uh, door already to, uh, concerning the roof and everything we we work for a veteran-owned roofing company and i'm really just curious if anybody's actually taken a look at it for you they haven't they haven't okay so yeah. let me tell you a little bit about what we do uh, first and foremost, everything's free. There's no obligation to you. I get some information from you, generally just your contact information, email, and phone number. I take a look at the perimeter of the home, see if there's any kind of collateral damaged areas like downspouts, things like that, where hail may have hit. Take photos of everything. And then we get on the actual roof and uh, see what kind of roof damage you may have. Now, very well may be in great shape, and then we'll come down here. We're going to give you that honest opinion. If not, we're going to have photos, like I said, and I'm going to email you a full photo report so you can see everything for yourself before you ever make a decision. Does that sound like something you might be interested in? I, I do, and, and okay. just to be really open with you. Yeah, sure. One guy came, knocked the door, and said, similar type of scenario. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they said, we can handle through the insurance everything. We'll take care of that, so everything should be Well, technically, we can't file a claim for you. That's against the law. You have to do that part, but yes, after that, I can absolutely walk you through the process and make it as painless as possible. And, and there was a thing, and the, the, the minute it said, well, you know, I I am not, we basically just moved in here a couple months ago. And okay. I think the latest incident that happened with Hale was back in March. So they, so they did have one happen in March. Now, the thing is, I don't know if you're in contact with the, you know, the agent that sold you the house or uh, the actual previous homeowners. You can work out a deal where you go ahead and cover the deductible. That's the only out-of-pocket cost you would ever have to do or pay for because everything else is paid for by the insurance once it's improved. Now, just because you live here and you weren't the insured at the time, that's okay. We would file it under the previous homeowner's insurance policy because that company that was insuring them at the time is the one that's responsible for that data loss. So it's still a possibility that we can do that. It all starts with that free inspection first, so you have the information, and then you can contact them and show them as well. So this is we can file through their insurance. Correct. Yep. To we can. So we can pay the deductible. Exactly. That way, they're still not out of pocket anything. They don't have to cover anything. We're covered. We use. Absolutely. Yeah.
Is that yeah. feasible? Uh, absolutely. Stuff I've, I've done in the past, uh, especially when you have a good relationship with a real estate agent and, and they're able to contact each other back and forth. That's something that's really going to be helpful. Now, there are other steps that can be taken. Um, I'd have to get, I don't want to give you the wrong answer. So I do want to get with uh, the owners of the company. They're, they're much more well-versed. They actually used to work on the insurance side of all this. So that's why we, we've had the luxury of learning from them directly and, and identifying damages and things like that. Um, but would it be okay if we go ahead and do that inspection for you? I, I am interested. So if you can get me a report for that. Absolutely. Because it will be really... Uh, great starting point for me either we can file through there so right. or at least to know that this thing is solid right at the very file. least it's a free peace of mind correct exactly okay well excellent all right so i mean that one you, you know so that was kind of a turnaround yeah, good job, man. You know what I mean? I appreciate that, boss. <laughs> so, you know, it started off, or well, I've had people come by, you know, but I'm in this situation. Obviously, those people, you know, maybe they weren't as knowledgeable. And that's that's why it's always important to, important to you know, further your education and, and, and try to, to keep on learning because you can never learn enough. Because there, there's going to come some point in time where, you know, a homeowner is going to say something to you. And you're going to be able to get that sale over another contractor because, oh, I've read about this before or I've done this before or something like that. I can help this person when somebody else couldn't. Um, but you also, I think you also heard the, the part where, hey, I don't want to tell you something wrong. You know, let me get more information. But you know, in the meantime, go ahead and knock out this inspection for you. You got that. And it's a good starting point, like you heard him say. Yeah, that was great for me to hear because, you know, me being new to the industry, I didn't even know that was something that you could do. It's it's a it's he you heard him ask if it's feasible now it, it definitely is certainly helpful if you have a good relationship with the selling agent and also the the previous homeowners uh, because it is going to count as a claim on their file right you know so if they're not a people that really you know file a lot of claims or anything like that it might not bother them you know but if they are somebody that has a couple claims already and they're using the same. Oh, excuse me using the same provider that they were using previously then they could be at risk of of you know being dropped by that provider and things like that so there are going to be some other factors involved i'll uh, i'll try my best to keep up uh keep everybody updated with what happens with this particular uh homeowner hopefully we are able to contact those previous homeowners and get them on board with everything if not i mean if, if there was damage to the roof that wasn't covered in the inspection report or the inspector didn't get on the roof or maybe the previous homeowners knew about it and they didn't disclose that information, there's legal recourse to take. Or if the uh, previous homeowners actually did file a claim and then pocketed that money and didn't get the roof replaced, then they're just, you know, SOL. Mm -hmm. you know, can't do anything about it. But at the end of the day, uh, you didn't hear it on the recording. You know, he did go ahead and ask me, um, you know, how much a roof like his would would cost to replace and i mean it's a pretty large roof you know i i gave him a wide range like 20 to twenty-five thousand dollars, just because i don't and i explained him in person hey this is a guesstimate don't hold me to it it could very well be more it could be less i don't know but this right. is kind of an idea of what you'd be looking at if you're really going retail and then i went ahead and threw in our hey we offer no money down financing and stuff like that too so right, right. and when i sent him over the report i included that included the, the warranty information and everything like that so you know, we'll, we'll see what comes of it. We're going to try the uh, the previous homeowner route. I'm going to have him reach out to the real estate agent and everything and see where we can get going with that. But, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to hold my breath. You know, uh, as, as a homeowner myself, if I were to sell a house to somebody and I moved on, I've moved on. You know, it's your house now. 
you do what you got to do. You know, and, and, there, and there's tons of people like that out in the world, and, yeah. and I can't hold it against them. You know, another scenario that I've come across a lot while door knocking is, you know, the customer coming or the homeowner coming to the door and saying, yeah, we've had somebody look at it. They didn't find any damage. And okay. I say, okay, well, it's not going to hurt to have a second pair of eyes get up there. And I usually tell them that I hear that a lot and mm-hmm. I've been able to file claims and get new roofs approved. So, so one thing I do um, when someone mentions that, if I haven't already explained this to them before, I talk about the people that I got to learn under, you know, like Carlton, uh, being a previous insurance adjuster, uh, Carl Hague certified. You know, we, we, we know it. We know what kind of damage we're looking for. We're, we're learning from experts in that area of the industry. So I can't say anything about the previous contractor you had look at the roof, mm-hmm. but you know maybe I'll be able to find stuff that he's not able to find because he's not looking for it. And at the very least, since it's free and no obligation, free peace of mind, and you know, you're, you're gonna get that second opinion. Just like you know, if you would go to a doctor and a doctor said they needed to amputate your leg, you think you would get a second opinion? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hurt to have a second opinion, especially when it's free. Yeah. So I, I, I would use, I use that, you know, and I think you could probably use, use, yeah, I'll, use I'll that kind of stance use there as well. Yeah, um, Jordan, that's slick, man. Uh, that's kind of the way I look at it too. That's kind of actually a, a good point. Something that I'll use in in my pitches and interactions. You know, kind of playing off your your doctor analogy there. You know, it's like if you have cancer, right? You're not going to go see a general practitioner. You're going to be like, I want to. I want to find the best oncologist I can to treat this. Right. Right. So that's where it's kind of like, look, you know, the, the guy that came out here probably wasn't an insurance adjuster at some point, you know, probably doesn't know the insurance process there. You know, the way that I, you know, the way that I pitch is like, look, you know, I have an insurance background. My partner has a construction background. So we're able to kind of feed off each other. You know, if this was just a, if you, if you wanted a retail price, then yeah, we wouldn't be, you know, the, my expertise would probably just as be just as good as the last guy that came out here. But since you're wanting to file a claim, you're wanting to go through the the steps of getting your insurance company to pay for it. The the way that we document it and set it up is exactly the same way your adjuster is going to do it. You know, so we prepare the photo report, we write the estimate using the exact same software they use. You know, the 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 way that we outline our photo reports, the exact same way he's going to do it, because that is universal pretty much across all insurance carriers. So we send in this photo report along with our estimate. It's the exact same thing the adjuster is going to do. So, you know, there's not that's not a common thing that a lot of roofing companies do. I mean, and you can take it even take it a step further if you get them to tell you who the insurance provider is. You know, we talked about it in the previous episode with the adjustment meetings. Uh, learning from adjusters what certain carriers are looking for you know how many hits in a 10 by 10 you know okay you're, you're with State Farm I know they want to see at least you know 8 to 10 hits in a 10 by 10 square on, on 3 out of 4 directional slopes you know did your last contractor tell you that you know things like that you know you don't want to say it in a in a condescending tone obviously but but um you know it and it, it's all about how you present that information and, and, and how it comes across uh but speaking of rebuttals i'm glad you brought that up Devin. so i'm gonna uh we're gonna not necessarily rapid fire but um <clears throat> carlton you, you you know you come to a door and the person says no thank you i'm not interested where are we at in the, as soon as they open the door that's what they say yeah as soon as they open the door no thank you i'm not interested <laughs> I, I am, I'm sorry again. I'm sorry for bothering you, but hey, you know, have, 
we're we're just gonna you know five minutes real quick you know five, <laughs> right. like just want to like let me you know let me let me talk to you real quick about what's going on you know like your neighbor's roof's destroyed you know yeah what's you, what's going on why yeah, haven't you had it done yet yeah but like look yeah. hey sorry for bothering you you know come on I know you're not interested but can I give you my card I know your roof's gonna start leaking pretty soon I already I already know what's gonna happen mm. you know it's fine we don't have to talk right now but at least take my card you know. Like, what do you mean my roof's gonna start leaking? You know, or what do you what do you yeah. mean? Getting them engaged, right? Getting right. them to answer questions, exactly. So, uh, you know, um, up in Tennessee, I was actually with Natasha again. Uh, she's following me around. You know, and she's she's one of our trainees up there, and uh, we we come up to a house. <clears throat> Lady comes to the door after about 15, 20 seconds. You know, I generally wait like 20, 25 seconds to see if anybody's gonna come. Give them time to, you know, get done in the bathroom, whatever the heck they may be doing. You know. Uh, she comes to the door. She's got her son with her too, uh, like high school kid age or something like that. And uh, she's, hey, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm really busy right now, but you know I gotta, um, uh, I'm about to actually hop on a conference call, you know, so I can't do this right now. That's okay, man. Don't worry about it. Um, at this point, I already explained who I was and stuff like that. So um, I said, here, take this card. My cell phone number is the the four seven zero number on there. Text me your email address. You go ahead and get on your conference call. I'm going to do your inspection real fast. And then when you send me your email address, I'm going to send you a photo report. Okay, cool. Close it, give it the car, close the door. Bam, got me another sale. You know what I mean? It's easy as that sometimes, you know, but just having that option in, in, the, in being able to do it in that format, you know, having different methods and stuff like that, because mm -hmm. it's always going to come down to, uh, okay, what's this person want? How can I get it done? And everybody's going to be different. But um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Devin, I know you're new, man, but I'm going to hit you with this one. Um, I've already had mine looked at. It's fine. What's a second opinion going to hurt? There you go. Yeah, we just talked about the second you know? opinion stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, obviously you want to be a little bit more elaborate. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But but that's a great rebuttal right there, the second opinion part. You know, yeah. letting let them know, hey, you've already had it looked at. That's fine. You know, here's what I know that your last contractor may, do, may not know or may not have known, you know go go that route uh i don't see any damage i got hit with this one uh up in tennessee uh knocked on a door uh we actually got this guy under contract now <laughs> so i uh, knocked on a door uh comes to the door and, you know we're having a conversation he's like oh yeah it, it's fine you know so i i'm like well i mean has anybody taken a look he's like no no i looked at it oh okay so you actually got up on the roof yourself oh no no i'm just you know i, I can look up there and I, I see it looks okay and then uh, um, he, I hit him with the, uh, you know, oh, okay, so you know, you you've done this before in the past, you know, you know exactly what kind of damage you're looking for and things like that. Eventually, I got him to kind of turn you know, to semi semi interested. You know, I didn't actually get to inspect it that day. Now I did come back later on, and and Chuck was with me this time. Chuck went and knocked on the door. I already he he beat me to it because I'm like I want to talk to this guy again, you know. So Chuck knocks on the door, and <laughs> this time he ch he hits Chuck with, I already had a contract to look at it. It's fine, you know. And so Chuck convinces him though to let us get him that second opinion. And we get up there, roof's freaking torched, everything fascia, uh, the gutters, downspouts, his window screens. That was one of the first things I pointed out to him. Like, look at your window screens, dude. He's like, oh. I never noticed that before. I was like, yeah, dude, they're messed up. You know, they obviously weren't like this before the storm, right? It's like, no, nah, just, you know, who looks at window screens? Not many people do. Anyway, we come down off that roof and I tell Buddy, I said, hey, man, I don't know what contractor was up here, 
but they don't know what the hell they're doing, James. <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, I was just messing with you. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have a contractor look up. I just was trying to get rid of you guys. <laughs> so, you know, stuff like that happens, man. Uh, let's go on to the next one. Um, I don't have any leaks. I think it's fine. Carlton, you want to take that one? Yeah, man. I mean, that's a good one. You know, that's where I always try to lead with, look, hail damage, unless it's grapefruit size, blasting through the decking, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to have leaks you know, immediately from hail damage. It's not going to happen. So that's where, you know, that's where I'll have that conversation where, okay, well, you do know that the granules that are used, that are on these shingles actually, you know, their, their purpose is also to help reflect the UV light from the sun. Right, because that that UV light will degrade the 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 matting. It'll actually degrade the shingle. So if there is holes where the hail impact those shingles, and it displaces those granules, then those are open. You know, it, it exposes that matting. Over time, the UV will degrade that, and then that is now the water will actually start to find obviously the least passive resist least least path of resistance, mm-hmm. um, and and that's a void, and the the shingle has is no longer functional it's no longer going to do what it was designed to shed water right so that takes years before it happens okay now let's say you wait three years four years your roof is now leaking from that hailstorm that came through that was you know inch and a half to two and a half inches right so now you have holes you haven't had a hailstorm in that hit your house in the past five years let's say now we're looking at a statute of limitations right. now, now, now you call your insurance company and you're gonna be like hey you know I got leaks going, uh, you know, I got leaks all over my house now. I got multiple rooms. There's water staining. Come out here and take a look. I don't know what's going on. Insurance adjuster gets up there and says, oh, yeah, you got plenty of hail, but it's all old hail. You know, I pulled a hail date. You, last hailstorm here was five years ago. Statute of limitations in Georgia is only two years. So you're yeah. going to have to pay out of pocket for this yeah. now. Yeah. You know, so it's, you wait and you're, you're, you're not going to get, they're, they're not going to pay for yeah. it. I mean, a perfect example is myself. I filed a claim, and I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. I filed a claim on my own home uh, for a storm that happened in June of 2020. June 14th, to be exact. I filed a claim on June 15th, 2021. One day. We're talking about hours past their 365, and I'm throwing up quotations for the people who can't see me, their 365-day limit for filing a storm claim. Yeah, dude. And that's all the way at page, you know, 44 out of 50 on my policy. You know what I mean? Like, who's going to see that? You know, the the conditions section of uh, the first one you come across just says to, f- to file a claim promptly. It doesn't have a time frame. It doesn't say about looking at any other section either. You know, that's one thing these insurance companies do. So, anyway, they did deny me coverage. I'm currently going through, you know, litigation process with that. I'd hire an attorney on contingency and everything. Wow. So I'll let you guys know. They got about 30 days to respond. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I that I am sure to inform homeowners of, um, you know, especially when I get this type of response. Well, oh, I don't have any leaks. Well, this is what hail damage does. This is how long it could take for you to actually see the interior leaks and see the effects of it. And by that time, if you were to wait, you know, you're, you're past your window. It's too late. You're paying, you're paying out of pocket at this point, you know, and then you're not going to be able to sell your home with leaks. You know, you're going to have to get it fixed. You know, so let's let's go ahead and work within this window, and let's let's just first and foremost find out if you have damage. Yeah, man. Even then, you go to sell your house, you have the home inspector come out. Home inspector gets up there and says, "Man, you got hail damage on here." Yeah. You know, this this roof's got damage to it. And that and that and that person buying your house can be like, "Oh, well, I've had my roof replaced before, and my contractor told me what hail damage does." You know, what what's going on? You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta replace that roof before I buy your house. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's see. Devin, have you been hit with uh, this one yet? You're the fifteenth roofer today alone. Yep. And, <laughs> and I love that one because Carl gave me the best rebuttal to that, and it's let's simply. I can be the last one. Yes. And even if, you know, even if you don't want to do business with me, you know, maybe let me take a look. That would be great. But if you want me to just get off your doorstep, you want roofers to stop knocking on your door, let me put a yard sign. And that's true. That's true. Although that doesn't always stop me, to be honest, to be perfectly honest. What does not If I see a yard sign. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I've, I've put yard signs in people's yards without having a contract. Sure. You know what I mean? It happens, you know. I tend to try to wait until I really got them signed because, you know, I don't I don't want to offer them anything without them, you know, really committing and stuff like that. Or, or I mean, I guess sometimes I offer stuff and make them commit. But anyway, it doesn't always stop me. But it is a good it is a good way to get them to stop. And I, I like that, you know. I could be your last. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I, could, I could be the last one to knock on your door, my That's friend. That's true, man. That's true. All right, so. Um, all right, Carlton, this is a good one for you. Um, my insurance company sent someone out to, to, to look, and they said it's fine. Yeah, I would say, okay, well, who, who did they send out? Right. right. Who, who, who was it that came out here? My first thought is third, third part, a preferred contractor, most right. likely. Right. So if it's either you know, an insurance, I, I normally think they probably just send an, an, either an IA or a staff, right? Or maybe a Hancock or Ladder Now. See, I feel like it would most likely be a preferred contractor because they're not paying somebody to go out there and look at it. It's not an adjustment. They haven't filed a claim. So you're saying my insurance company sent somebody out. And if the, if the homeowner says my insurance company already sent somebody out, you think it's a contractor that well, came out? Okay, so I got to put a little bit of context. And this did happen to me recently. You know, They, uh, they explained that they, didn't, they just called their insurance agent. And okay. the agent right. sent somebody right. out. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. that's so my yeah. bad. I didn't put the no, agent so then, part yeah. in there. So then, yeah, that's that 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 you know raises warning flag immediately. You know, that's a warning sign immediately. It's like, okay, why did you call your agent? Oh, I've known my agent for years. You know, he's a good buddy of mine. Whatever. Well, did you know that if you file a claim and your insurance company pays it out, then you know that insurance agent is no longer going to get a bonus because they it's considered writing bad business if he if he writes a bunch of policies that's why they're supposed to do their home assessment that's why they're supposed to do a before they insure you they're supposed to do an inspection of your house right that they're supposed to know what they're actually insuring because if they're insuring a, a discontinued roof then they may say okay hey we have an rcv policy but because your roof's discontinued we're not going to pay for it we're going to put an acv roof payment schedule on the roof you know they're supposed to do all this stuff prior so if these agents aren't doing that and their their customers are filing claims for the specific policy that they've written, then it hurts their loss ratio and it's looking like he's doing he's writing bad business. Mm-hmm. He's insuring people that they probably shouldn't be insuring because their insurance companies are paying out a lot more based off of his client base. And then that hurts the amount of money he gets paid, you know, the bonus that he gets for writing good business as opposed to bad business. So it's actually having the opposite effect. These agents are now discouraging their customers from filing claims. Really, it's an incentive for them to write better business and actually do their job and inspect the, the insurable property prior to writing the policy. But that takes time, people are lazy, they don't wanna do that. So all they do is they'll pull up Google Maps, look at the house real quick, all right, yeah, we're gonna insure you for this, this, whatever. 
here's your policy, you know, done deal. Now, what happens is they call their agent, say, hey, I had a contractor knock on my door, came out, said I had hail damage, um, told me I should file a claim, but I want to call you first because, you know, we're buddies. He'd be like, oh, man, I, we don't need to call the insurance company. Like, let's, let me send out my guy. That, that that gives me gift cards for my birthday and Christmas. You know, <laughs> let me send out my contractor that comes in the office pretty regularly, and when we get somebody that does file a claim, brings you know, me a goodie basket. Yeah, let me. I'm gonna send him out there. You know, and be like, hey man, you know, and then he's gonna come back and be like, yeah, it's, it could be not really. It's it's on the fence. All right, I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna tell him he's not gonna file a claim because you didn't find any damage because I don't want to hurt my bonus. You know, so he'll call him like, hey. That, the contract, the, the pro that I sent out there says you're fine. The right? pro, yeah, yeah, the pro. That's it's it's a broken system, you know. So you get that. And my my agent already sent somebody out here. Then I'll say, okay, well, you know, did they give you a photo report? What is not dam? You know, what what is not damage or what is you know what does it mean they didn't find anything? Because you know, again, like I can see hail damage on this downspout, this gutter. You know, let me get up here, take some pictures, and we'll see. Like I'm, you know, kind of the second opinion thing, kind of tying it all together yeah yeah so i actually faced this one recently uh again this was a nashville one um woman comes to the door explains that you know insurance company sits somebody out you know because i was curious when after the first after the storm first hit called my agent they sent they sent some you know their contractor out or whoever it may have been um then you know agent said no damage just like just like you said you know and and from that point i was like okay well i mean if you if you don't mind stepping right out of here ma'am you know look at this downspout there's here's a hail hit right here you know this look at this slope up here you see you see this all these little dots that oxidation marks from where hail's hit this algae on top of your roof this is a clear signs that that hail's hit your home and and you know this is this happened back in March. Since then, how many homes have had roofs replaced on your street? You know, I've done the the majority of them. You know, it, it, let me get up there. Let me take a look. Let me give you a second opinion. Give you a photo report, and bam, got her done. You know what I mean? So you know, keep all that kind of stuff in mind. Um, now, I mean, once you've actually done the inspection, <clears throat> you know, we'll finish off with this. You need to be prepared to you know come down, explain your findings. Obviously, you need to be able to explain what you found. Uh, show what you found in photographs. Explain why this is going to qualify for a claim, um, or if it's not going to qualify for a claim. You need, you need to be honest, obviously. Um, but th at that point, you can go ahead and talk about these next steps. You can kind of gauge the homeowner if they're ready to file a claim right then and there. Step a phone call. You know, I can do it on speakerphone with you. You can answer any questions about the home or the damage that was found. Uh, they can answer any questions about themselves and confirm that they are the homeowner with the insurance uh, uh, claim adjuster, whoever they talk to. Um, and then after that, you want to make sure that they notify you uh, when that adjustment meeting is going to be. So, you know, obviously we've explained that in a previous episode, but I'll cover it again. I always explain it like just like this. We want to be at the adjustment meeting to not only ensure that they are do a thorough inspection and review all of the damages, but it also provides us an opportunity to build rapport with the people working on your claim. You know, and I just kind of go from there. All right, man. Well. Devin Carlton, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, everybody listening, go to our Facebook page, go to our Instagram, uh, Slinging Roofs 101. Uh, comment, um, send us a direct email uh, if you have any kind of input or uh, if you have any kind of questions or something that you think we need to uh, to include on this episode or a future episode. Uh, Slinging Roofs 101 at eliteexteriorsga.com. That's slinging with no G, Roofs 101 at eliteexteriorsga.com. We'll talk to you next time, time. guys. Thank you.